You're listening to the Cell Phone Junkie Podcast, your source for news, reviews, and questions about the cell phone industry. Visit us at www.thecellphonejunkie.com. Hey, Mickey, this is Matt from Columbus, Ohio, former co-host. I want to call and wish you congrats on one year with the with the podcast and wish you luck in the future. As you heard Matt say, this is the Cell Phone Junkie and we are up to our first year anniversary. My name is Mickey Papillon and we are on show number 59. Joining me today is Joey. How you doing, Joey? Doing well, Mickey. You know, it's amazing to me that we are already at a year here. It just seems like I just started this and it's just so much fun, you know. It, it, every week I get to spend the time doing absolutely uh, the thing that I love and reviewing stories and and reading and helping people, and it's just fantastic. So it's it was funny. I was thinking here about the last year and and what we've all been through and and done and the people that have been on the show and stuff like that. And so I decided to put together a montage of all the the information and and that we've uncovered and talked about and all the people that as they've been on and stuff like that. And I put it into uh, about a 16 minute uh, little clip that we'll play at the end of the show. So make sure that, uh, that you stick around for that. So we're going to go through our regular news and, and everything here at the beginning. And then at the end, you'll be able to hear that. So uh, the first thing that I wanted to mention is that we have got our first giveaway. And this giveaway is courtesy of Motorola, and they are a pair of the Motorola S9 Bluetooth headphones. And many people, many of you out there are familiar with how these how these headphones work, and basically they're uh, just wireless headphones, and they work actually pretty well. I did a review on them. Uh, Motorola was kind enough to send me a pair over, and, and they said, when you're done with them, you can keep them. And I said, Great. I'm not going to keep them. I'm going to give them away to the listeners. So this is how you can win them. The fir- what you have to do is call in our voicemail line, which is 602-903-4116, and leave either a question or a comment on the voicemail. It can be either one about something related to cell phones, whether it's something you want us to talk about or answer on the show, or maybe it's a comment about one of the stories, or maybe it's something completely unrelated to any of the stories that we've talked about and it's something that's coming up here in the future um any anything that you want we'd be we'd be more than happy to to talk about and and so just that's how you have to win is you just call in and we will choose someone at random from all the voicemails that are received uh between now which is sunday evening uh the uh at 7 30 p.m and the next show, which we'll be doing next Sunday evening at 7.30 p.m., uh, which is essentially uh, on Pacific time. So we'll just say Pacific time on Sunday. And we'll choose someone between now and then and and read them out on the air. So it'll be kind of fun. Joey, uh, I had the opportunity this week to do something kind of fun. It was uh, another person's podcast, and the website for it is msmobiles.com. And what's very interesting about this podcast is it's a guy who's completely dedicated to uh, window, the Windows Mobile arena and really basically Windows Mobile-based phones. And so it was definitely interesting, definitely very different. He's from Germany, and he's got a, a, an extremely thick accent. And I'll make sure to put a link here in the show notes. But 
Uh, you got a chance to listen to that. I know that. Uh, it's a little bit long. It ran about an hour and 15 minutes, but it was kind of fun, you know, to give him the, the USA perspective and went back and forth about the iPhone versus Windows Mobile phones and kind of the general situation of Windows Mobile in the United States. So it was, it was definitely, you know, kind of fun and different and, and had a great time. Yeah, it's good. Uh, he, he's uh, contacted the cell phone junkie in the past, has he not? Yes, he has, and it hasn't exactly been uh, extremely positive, but at the same time, it was, you know, he, he didn't really like what we had to say about Windows Mobile, and it was in the days where I had lots of issues with my queue and, and stuff like that, and, you know, he, he thought that we were very, very negative towards it, and we didn't understand exactly everything that could be done. But it was, it was, it was a great interview. There wasn't, there, you know, there wasn't a lot of, of banter back and forth about that. So <laughs> there's not a, <laughs> n- nothing negative t- towards the show in there. So I just had to make sure I put stuck that one in there because if you're, um, if you're interested in listening to another uh, show about windows mobile based devices, that is a good one for you. So, and he has a lot of content uh, on his podcast generally, doesn't he? He, yeah, he certainly does. And the show was number 179. So if you're interested in stuff that, uh, you know, that's happened in the past with windows mobile, you can, you can definitely pop over and, and hear tons and tons of stuff about anything and everything. If you've got a phone out there, uh, that's windows mobile, he's I'm sure talked about it. It's been great. Well, moving on here, we definitely have some iPhone news, and we'll just briefly touch on it, and if you want to go read more about it, we've got some links here that you can pop over to, but uh, one thing that everyone's been talking about here is the iPhone battery and how it's going to only be three to 400 charges before you have to send it back to Apple to get replaced. Well, guess what? There really may not be a lot of truth to that. There what they're saying and what Apple's site clearly says that we've all kind of just ignored and kind of fed off each other's ignorance, I guess, is that it's designed to retain 80% of its original capacity after 400 full charge and discharge cycles. So take that with a grain of salt and just kind of that it's, it's going to stay good after 400 cycles. It's just not going to be to the point where I'm sure you got it when you first bought the phone. So, but Joey, you we were talking about this before, and you were saying how, you know, you've got four different batteries that you switch out for your Samsung device, and it's been how many years, and and they're all still working, yeah. It's been about three years, I think. Uh, I, I don't even know exactly. I can't even. I, I don't remember when I, I got that phone, but uh, yet they're starting to lose a little bit of their capacity. Um, it's nothing dramatic, but I am starting to notice that the life is a little less than it used to be. Um, I, I know partly because I'm doing actually more data on them and I know that sucks down the juice more so than just phone calls and just standby time. So my, uh, perception is a little bit skewed, but on the other hand, other side of things, I do know they're not lasting as long. Um, another thing to note here about the story is that the 400 cycles are full charge and discharge, discharge cycles, which, uh, this style battery, which I think is a lithium ion they don't last as long if you do full cycles. It's not like the old NICAD batteries where you basically had to do full charges, otherwise it'd build up that uh, quote-unquote memory effect that they uh, suffered from where the crystals would grow in the battery itself. So um, if you did less than full cycles, uh, full discharge, uh, recharge cycles, you'll probably get more than that even out of the battery. Yeah, and that's a good point as well. You know, I, I I plug my phone in pretty much whenever I can, you know, to keep it topped off, and and I never have any problems with batteries, and 
Um, so just make sure that once you once you plug in the lithium ion batteries, if at all possible, let them charge so they get all the way up to that 100%. And uh, that's, that's what they like the most. The next one here is uh, people have basically figured out how to get into the field uh, field test mode of the phone, which is not real hard because it works kind of the same way on a lot of phones, and it's star 3,001 pound, one, two, three, four, five pound star, or something like that, and then you hit the, the call key, and that will get you into it. And there's all sorts of different commands that you can put in there. You can do uh, the star pound, zero, six pound, which displays your IMEI number, and that works on a whole lot of phones. If you've got a GSM phone, Give that one a whirl. Star pound, zero six pound, uh, and, you know, and you can do different things. Like you can uh, you can check your account balance for a prepaid phone. You can check your bill. You can um, do. I mean, there's all sorts of different things on here. Some of which are a lot more interesting than others. You know, determining if your call waiting is enabled or not. Um, check the number of unanswered calls. <laughs> so I, it's it's kind of neat. Just a way for to to get in and, and mess around. But we're gonna take no responsibility if you get in there and you change some settings and all of a sudden your phone doesn't work the way it's supposed to because that's definitely possible and that's kind of what field test mode does is it allows you to get in so i know i've played with it before field test mode is kind of exciting and uh kind of see some cool information in there hopefully people can see like the 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 service level so you're not actually relying on bars but you can see that the rf level that's coming into your phone yeah, we've both experienced this with our uh, old Motorola phones. Mickey, I know you remember that with your StarTac. Oh, yeah. That was kind of fun to see that uh, the, the tower information, what direction uh, cell you're picking up on the particular tower that you're talking to. But uh, again, most of the information is probably not going to make any sense to you, and it really won't do you any good besides uh, seeing a lot of numbers blinking around on the screen. But again, if you do kind of like the technical side of it, it is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And... One thing to note, if you're familiar with, with the CDMA field test modes, and you'll notice it picks up the number of pilots that you're attached to. Well, that's not quite the same with GSM, just based on the way the technology works. You're not actually uh, routing calls through a number of different towers. It's just a single tower with GSM. So anyway, just a, just something to note with that. And then the last one we have here is Apple confirms that the iPhone battery uh, does potentially have a bug and that it won't show a full charge uh, on every phone and that they are potentially going to be coming out with a software fix to change that so that when you charge up your phone, you'll uh, have a full battery and it will show that you have a full battery. That's all that one's all about. So, Well, that one looks kind of interesting. I, I, I do know that, that you know lithium-ion batteries are monitored via software. And if they did this implementation wrong with the, the, the full indicator... And it doesn't ever have a, a kind of like a internal reset where it says, okay, here's the full charge. Like here it says four hours. They probably forgot or didn't do the exact right number for the full charge time, which then which then means the, the indicator is never accurate again. Um, you don't have to worry about your actual battery life. It's, this is just the, the indicator on the, on the screen. So I guess don't hold a, don't, don't uh, hold that battery level indicator to the actual actual battery life. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Next, we have pretty interesting news and very very potentially world changing as far as the wireless industry is concerned. Uh, the FCC chairman Kevin Martin 
has proposed some new rules for the wireless airwaves that are going to be auctioned off next year. And that's the 700 megahertz spectrum. And that is what is used by the different TV stations, channels 52 through 59 currently. And when TV goes all digital in 2009, I believe, uh, this, this spectrum is going to be available for use. So under the proposal by Martin, uh, it basically says whoever wins the spectrum has to provide a quote-unquote truly open broadband network, one that will open the door to a lot of innovative services for customers. Basically what it means is that you can use any wireless device and download any mobile broadband application without restriction. So kind of think... Wi-Fi, I guess, is the best example. And the he has grown increasingly concerned, I guess, with the practices uh, of the providers that, I guess, what he says, hampering the innovations. His example is mobile devices that also can use Wi-Fi, such as a home network or airport hotspot for Internet access. You know, and internationally, Wi-Fi handsets have been available for some time. So anyway, uh, Joey, I know you had you had sent this story over to me. So what what are your thoughts on it? Well, I, I, you know what, I, it's great to see that the FCC kind of wants to push it in this direction more towards an open, uh, user-friendly or, or public-friendly uh, you know, usage because, you know, you can really lock things up. I mean, obviously, with the mobile carriers right now in the U.S., you're very tied in to their, their handset, their network, their, you know, everything. Um, uh the um, the, the the like you said the comparison to Wi-Fi that is kind of like the complete opposite where the where Wi-Fi is wide open you have absolutely no restrictions on the manufacturers of the device no restrictions on the devices I mean because it could be your laptop it can be your cell phone it can be your little uh, Sansa Connect music player that's Wi-Fi uh, the, the list goes on and on. And then, of course, the base stations themselves can be any sort of, um, you know, brand or style of device. Um, obviously, they can't do that kind of spectrum with cell phones. Um, the uh, what what cell phones it could be is uh, especially uh, like the carriers that you can use the unlocked phones with. Um, you can change the device. They're not tied to the singular or T-Mobile or AT&T phone came with your plan. You can select any phone you want, and that's that's kind of nice because it's it gives you the user the option to choose and not be locked in. So, if the FCC is pushing this, it'll be interesting to see if they'll actually create rules around the spectrum when they auction it, whether or not the companies will try to fight those uh, those rules. Uh, that could be tied to that particular spec. I think the uh, the you're right. the The unlocking of phones in and there's already been we've seen legislation. We've talked about it in the past that said that we we need to start having phones unlocked going forward. And Europe already sees a little bit of this. And so I think we'll as as we go forward and and with what happens, it'll be. It'll be fun. You know, 700 megahertz is a prime spectrum for the, the cellular carriers. They operate in the 800 megahertz spectrum here in the U.S. and in, in 900 or in the other parts of the world. And uh, for, the, for the, the, the people who really like to get into the nitty-gritty of the frequencies, you know, will know that building penetration 
is a bit better down at those lower frequencies and uh, just kind of the, the meaty part of the spectrum as far as, as what's concerned. And not that 800 or 1900 doesn't work because it obviously does, but this just happens to be a little bit better. So we'll make sure to follow this and update everyone as, as time goes on. Well, we talked last week a little bit about Sprint and their woes of canceling people for too many calls to customer service. Well, this this news got picked up over the last week and was on pretty much every news station and and uh, national newscast out there. And th- there's some other things that have come out re- as well as a result of this. And Sprint has also talked has also uh, reportedly been canceling consumer contracts for too much roaming. Uh, An example was they recently canceled 200 army soldiers because they were in an area where Sprint didn't have a a tower close enough for them. And um, the other thing was that Sprint is now saying in in their rebuttal, you know, customers were looking to get out of their contract for free or get a free ride on the service. And and so there's they're trying to kind of come back and give us, you know, give something that makes them not look quite so bad. But uh, we're not going to talk about this one right now because we've got a listener comment that's coming up here at the end of the show that you'll you'll want to hear because it's actually someone who was part of one of these cancellations. Pretty interesting. Verizon is updating their trios. The Trio 700P and the 700W and WX are getting updates. And we'll start with the P. The the Palm version is now getting performance improvements in the phone application, system improvements to minimize skipping during music, uh, uh, performance improvement to minimize delays experienced with the loading of the Blazor browser, new daylight savings time legislation implementation, increased expansion card support, so you can now uh, get up to four gigabyte SD cards and including those uh, SDHC cards, which interestingly enough, was one of my issues with it is I couldn't get that four gigabyte um, SDHC card to work with my WX. Uh, Certain wake-up issues are resolved and customers using the Exchange server with Service Pack 2 um, are now able to get it. They basically, it's added the direct push technology for email calendar and contacts. Um, So that's the Palm version. The WX version gets High-speed dial-up networking, so you can use it as a wireless modem. A2DP for high-definition audio through Bluetooth. Some today's screen enhancements, uh, hands-free enhancements, and abbreviated dialing preferences, so you can uh, save time with the international dialing prefix and abbreviated dialing for campus environments. Um, On the WX, in addition to the ones that I just listed for the W, you can get the, it comes with the updated registry settings, for the uh, A2DP Bluetooth, uh, done performance improvements, that's dial-up networking, and additional daylight savings time features. Uh, this is all available by going over to uh, the website. And I, this, the stories we're talking about here are from the palminfocenter.com, and we'll make sure to include this in the show notes so you can pop over and download uh, these. And basically, it's pretty easy. You download the software, load it on your computer, and plug in your phone to your computer, and it updates everything right for you there kind of deletes everything so you can get a little nervous there while it's going through the splash screens that you've never seen before and showing different ROM stuff and just very different. I've, I've done it with a couple of phones and, but at the same time, you, the end result is, is good, good stuff, good stuff added to your trio devices. So any trio users out there, make sure you get that, which most of you probably already know about because you follow the other trio central and trio cast and those other websites. So well, if you're looking for a new phone, or maybe at least a new phone provider, Sprint is uh, one of the providers that a lot of people kind of 
bypass, especially recently with the iPhone and, you know, people always look at, you know, the bigger carriers. But we mentioned it in the past, Joey, the Sprint employee referral plan options are actually pretty good here. And there was a, a crunch deal uh, post, which is from crunchgear.com this past week that was just kind of laid everything out. And it, and it really, I guess I didn't, had never really looked into the, the prices on these, but 500 minutes for 30 bucks with unlimited data. That's kind of hard to beat if you ask me. Uh, very hard to beat. And they, the plans do work. I do know somebody uh, that has a, uh... Made uh, made the made that possible with a uh, Sprint email address, and they enjoy the plan and have had no problems with it, and got a Motorola Q for the hundred bucks, and uh, it's got a two-year contract on a Cero plan, but it's a good deal, especially for that uh, unlimited data. Yeah, and it comes with unlimited mobile mo- mobile to mobile picture ma- picture mail roaming text night and weekends i mean all the good stuff so 100 bucks for a q 200 for the new blackberry you can get the mogul for under three pretty good and um i you know it's one of those if you're in the in the market or maybe just considering canceling your service you know you can easily make up your cancellation with it so yeah, it doesn't uh, basically doesn't that mean if you don't have sprint service but there's verizon service you can Roam on them, yeah, pretty and, much, yeah. It's, so basically, you're getting the almost the power of a Verizon phone here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's one oh. way to look at it. Definitely, yep. Okay. Okay. So I had the opportunity, like I was saying at the beginning of the show, to review these Motorola uh, Rocker S9 stereo Bluetooth headphones. And one thing that I wanted to do is just do a, a mini review here and just kind of give you. Give everyone kind of my feel of them, and I, I will say the overall, the overall review of them, in my opinion, was very positive. They have they the the, you, the box comes with obviously a charger, comes with a USB dongle that can add Bluetooth to a computer that doesn't have Bluetooth already. Different uh, rubber pieces to put on the the speakers themselves, so you, if you have big or small ears, you can adjust that. And then the CD that has all the stuff in it. The 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 controls on the headphones are, are pretty intuitive it's a it's a touch base it's not an actual tactile feel when pushing down on on most of the buttons on the on it so you can it, which is, was a little unnerving at the beginning but then when i realized these are really for someone with an active lifestyle someone who likes to bike or run or go to the gym or whatever and you don't want to you just want to push put your finger on an area and be able to touch it and hear an audible beep in your ear and know that the button has been pressed so that was pretty decent uh, they have about six hours of playback. Uh, the, the overall design as far as wearability is decent. I wouldn't say that it's the, the best possible feel that I've ever felt. I've got a pair of HP Bluetooth headphones as well. Those were a little bit um, more comfortable to wear. And the sound quality was something that I would say is on par with a, a sub $50 pair of headphones. I'm probably going to get some <laughs> get some comments for that one, but it, that that was my thought on it. it. wasn't definitely wasn't a high end voice quality, but I mean overall for $129, they're they're not cheap, but they are definitely innovative. And and I thought they did a they did a great job for for their first go around at this style. They had a you know a, 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 some that they had in the past that a lot of people will will have remembered, but. Anyway, no Mac support, which was interesting because I hadn't tried to pair a pair of uh, Bluetooth headphones with my Mac in the past, but, you know, it didn't work. They, they can't do it with the built-in Bluetooth, which is a little bit uh, goofy, but 
I guess leopard. But because that's because they're lacking the A2DP. Correct? Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. And and I'm sure with the leopard upgrade coming this fall, Mac OS 10.5 will be fine. So uh, in the software section of things here, we've got a new version of Google Maps for Palm OS is going to be released here and uh, basically adds in some enhancements to the speed and real-time traffic with some more detail in the directions that it gives. Uh, also saying some shorter startup time, and I read somewhere, and I, it's not in the link that I'm going to include, but that you can actually, if you have someone's address in your address book, you can now click, and it'll get you directly to... Um, it'll bring up a map of that address, whatever it is. So c some tighter integration with the stuff on your, on your, that's already the data in your PIM information. So that's pretty neat. Uh, and then last but not least here, the virtual BlackBerry, uh, <laughs> Windows is now offering, well, I shouldn't say Windows is offering, but Palm is, or geez, what, a, <laughs> where am I going with this one? BlackBerry is going to have an application that's going to run on Windows mobile devices, and there's not a lot of detail on it yet, but the Dash is looking like it's going to be the first phone that's going to pick this up. So if you're a Windows mobile user and you want to run BlackBerry on it, you will potentially at some point in the future have this opportunity. Very strange to see on, on a Windows mobile device to have this on the screen, but um, anyway, kind of like a just a different way yeah, of doing it. Yeah, it, it looks like just a kind of application you're running, but it seems a little bizarre because... I, yeah, I don't know what to say about that either. It's, buy a BlackBerry. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's kind of what I would say, I guess. I, I, I guess, yeah. That's tough one to comment on because it doesn't make a lot of sense because if you're... Does it, I guess there's not a lot of technical details out about it either. So Yeah, once we see some more details about it, this will make a lot more sense to us, so... Well, the, uh, the review that I did for the S9 headphones went up on the site earlier this week, and the first voicemail that we got comes from one of our old listeners, Rob, and Rob's called in multiple times in the past, and he is actually calling using these headphones and just kind of gives a little, sheds a little light on the situation and why I wasn't able to use them with my Mac. Hey, guys, this is Rob from Nebraska. I'm calling because I just read the review on the Motorola S9 headphones that uh, you put up, and I had a couple comments about that. Um, I'm actually calling um, using the S9 headphones as a headset uh, through my cell phone, of course, and so instead of sending in the file like I had been doing, I thought we'd see how well it sounds to record with the headset. I've had mixed reviews. Some people say it sounds like I'm in a tunnel. Uh, some people say it sounds really good, so I guess we'll find out now. Um, I also read that you're having some problems syncing it with your Mac. Well, I'm a Mac aficionado, I guess you could say. And uh, in Tiger, um, A2DP is not a currently supported profile um, that we can use. And they didn't include that in the iPhone either. So what does that say about Apple and Bluetooth? I don't know. They've been putting Bluetooth in these machines for years and just decided not to put that in. Uh, I guess you said you found some sort of application to add it, but they have promised us that Leopard in October will have A2DP. So look forward to using the headphones uh, in October, I guess, with the Mac. So um, I guess that's, that'll do it for now. Uh, keep up the good work. Thanks. Thanks, Rob. I certainly appreciate that. That was... Uh 
basically the 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 answer that I was looking for because I figured there had to be some reason why the uh, the headphones weren't pairing for me. I mean, they would pair, but they wouldn't work. And yeah, so once we get Leopard, we'll be able to use them hopefully. The uh, the comment uh, or the call sounded fine to us. You know, it's got that built-in microphone on the on the headset, so it it's a little tunnely, I guess, but not too bad. Uh, Joey and I did a call before the the show just to try it out, and he said I sounded like I was in a tunnel. But I think you know they're more for music than anything. So, but anyway, you can yeah. Use- well, it's 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 great that it includes that functionality. There's no reason they actually had to include a microphone to make phone calls, really. So it's kind of nice you could be uh, running along and somebody places a call to you, and uh, probably your MP3 uh, probably hits pause, and then you can start talking to them. Next, we've got a question here from Scott. He says, hey, guys, I have a problem with my new Palm Trio 680. The browser I have is Blazor 4.5. I can't seem to get secure websites with this browser, even though I've read it will. Do you have any suggestions as to what the problem, or what is the problem or a website I could download a browser that will work? I've also checked to make sure that the JavaScript is enabled. I've downloaded Opera Mini browser, but I can't seem to get that to work either. It says something about IBM web environment has to be installed. Thanks for your help. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Scott from Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, Joey, you had actually done a little bit of research on this. So what, what can we tell Scott here and what, how can we help him out? Okay, well, the, the cause of your problem, I believe, is I, I couldn't actually find a lot of solid data about this, and obviously I don't have a Trio 680 that I could tell you the exact answer, but it, it looks like it probably has something to do with um, certificates and the bit level of the encryption. It supposedly has SSL capability, but obviously it's not working for you, and it's probably not working because the site you're trying to request requires 128 bits and maybe the... Um, the mini browser, the Blazor doesn't have that um, that level. Like it maybe can only do 40-bit. And the other possibility is that you need some sort of JavaScript to be running. But I know you've enabled it. But again, it may not have the exact right commands to authenticate you. Um, my best uh, recommendation is to try a, another browser. It's called Xeno. Uh, um, there's an evaluation on there. I, I don't know what the price is uh, right offhand here. But give it a shot. There's 30 days to try it out. Uh, that browser does uh, seem to support the SSL. And uh, quite a few people say it does work. Uh, the reviews I read state that it's not the best browser in the world. But it'll probably get the job done for you, depending on what you need it. So give it a shot. Yeah, and, and let us know, too, because if there's if there's anything that you can tell us about using it. Neither one of us have a Palm OS device that can support this. And so, or at least a Trio 680 to kind of compare apples to apples. So if you can just let us know, that'd be great. So we can pass it on to the users if that works for you or not. Well, actually I have run that browser because I do, my device actually is capable of it. Oh, that's true. You do. (laughs) It, it did not, um, it did not do what I wanted it to do because I was trying to connect to some site that I think was some secure site but it needed it wasn't it wasn't a security issue with some other thing I don't know if it was Outlook web access or some other particular site I was trying to access and it did not work for me um, so I ended up uh, uninstalling that software but uh, give it a shot well next we've got a comment here from Craig and as much as we wanted to try to pare it down it's kind of hard because it's it's and it's kind of long so I'm just going to start reading through it here and we'll talk about it at the end here 
He says, and this is about the sprint. And this is about the sprint uh, canceling contract, right? Exactly. This is about sprint. Okay. So he says, I've been a longtime listener, and it's and your show was great. I just wanted to make a few important points about sprint and them canceling their customers for excessive calls to customer service. First, I want to let it be known that this happened to me after dealing with this for about a week talking about it, helping the affected people, uh, and getting the story out to the news, I came home to, from my house on the shore to find, and what did I find in my mailbox? The termination letter. So I already knew what to do because I'd been keeping up with the thread at SprintUsers.com and helping Miss Diva out. I guess Miss Diva was one of the people who had the issue with this. Anyway, but the weird thing is that I had only been a customer for about 30 days, and f- from what Roni Singleton said, was that the review process took about six to 12 months to pick out the accounts that were to be deleted. If this were the case, then why did my account, being only 30 days old, canceled? Well, I decided to give the executive services number a call, the number that Miss Diva and uh, Isanlam Baja, <laughs> whatever that username was, called to get their accounts reinstated. After Sprint saw that all the bad PR, I was talking to a woman in executive services and she reviewed my account and said, ah, well, I've reviewed your account and seems as though you've gotten this letter by mistake. Okay, so it was a mistake, but how could it be a mistake if, the, the, if a human professional uh, or a human was professionally auditing this, as Roni Singleton had said? Uh, as I have become, I've, I have come to the conclusion that upon my experience, this audit was done by a computer with a professional rep just set, setting quotas and telling the computer to get all accounts within a quota to send them a termination letter, no matter how legitimate the problems were, or they were going to suck the system dry. I mean, Miss Diva, uh, I ha- I called in only to get Sprint's own billing errors correct. Um, well, I was calling in to get the status report of my number portability and have them troubleshoot it, as it, it took two weeks to get this complete. The executive services lady finally admitted, since admitted that since I activated while the audit was in place and tried to port my number, my account was in limbo for the two weeks that my number was in processing. After the port was complete, instead of having my account go to normal, the normal system, my account went to the termination list. Um, this had to be a computer at this point. So when Miss Roni Singleton tells us that the professional, a professional had looked at it, uh, it was not computerized, for lack of a better word, uh, I do not buy a bit of it because if this was done by a person, they first off would have looked case by case seeing people with billing mistakes on their accounts and therefore these people would have most likely not gotten the letter. And then the person would have manually put the accounts on the list. Therefore, my account wouldn't have been under professional review and I would not have gotten on the list. I would like to add a side to this saga. I really love the network call quality and my plan. The military people... Uh, many times have military discounts or military type addresses or notes uh, that no one that would have reviewed them would have been put put them on the termination list. Anyway, and he says, P.S. I'm not the Craig that accused you last week of being a sprint basher. I respect your guys' opinions. So, Joey, this is what we were talking about before. And wow, I mean, that's very a long way of getting around. This was definitely done by a computer, there's no way someone would have pulled this person aside only being in the system for 30 days and trying to get their number ported over to Sprint, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I guess, I mean, to me, I'm, I'm always kind of the cynic and, and just say, oh, yeah, a computer obviously did those. And I mean, because who would they pay to sit around and do that? Uh, you know, they, they why, why would they pay somebody to do that when they can make a computer do it for them? Exactly. Because um, that costs money as well. I mean, that's the point of the whole thing is to save, it's to save money. So, um, 
Boy, yeah, that's if that's not proof right there, I don't know what is. Yep. Well, question here next from Quint. Quint says, I entered the Verizon Wireless Father's Day contest for a barbecue grill and was notified I want a Motorola Q. Well, Hooray. you can't cook too many burgers on the Q. But. Uh, well, it, that, the battery doesn't get that out, does it? No, no. <laughs> anyway, I emailed you before regarding the data plans in the past, and your reply was helpful. I'm on the 1,400-minute family plan as the primary user with the Samsung SCHA 930. I also have the $5 for 250 total messages on my line. My enthusiasm for data has been curbed somewhat due to the pricing, but I realize that blocking data may mean no MMS or text messaging. Is this true? Can I still have my current setup without the data packages? I already know that pay-as-you-go is a no-no since I get uh, pics and videos that are up to 300 kilobytes in size, but I was notified that... I won the contest. I was going to take advantage of the annual upgrade program and buy the new blue chocolate. I wouldn't have to make any plan changes. So I have the dilemma on my hands. Should I buy a new chocolate or keep my current messaging setup, or should I use the queue and add on a data package? If I, if I can use the queue with my current setup, then I will try the queue on it. The upswing is the no additional time added to my contract. Thanks, Quint. That's awesome that he won the queue. I mean, they're really kind of fun to play around with and use and you know especially for free that makes it even better but uh, absolutely you know as for his questions though you know about blocking data uh that has nothing to do with the text messaging and i'm almost sure it doesn't have anything to do with picture picture messages um the data in in the sense of what the queue would be using would be for sending and receiving data through the phone's web browser or maybe email accounts or like an additional third-party application that you would install on it, like a sling box or a sling player that, you know, attaches to a sling box or whatever. Um, any things that you do on your Samsung today, I'm pretty sure would be okay with that. Um, obviously, if you're receiving picture messages today, you're not getting charged that data. So be able to receive picture messages on your queue would be basically the same. Nothing and no additional costs on that. So I will tell you, though, that not having a data plan and, and trying to use this phone is going to be really tough because you're going to really want to hop on and do things on the Internet or you know play with your email or stuff like that. So it is $40 a month. So you will have to shell out a little bit of cash for that. But in my opinion, it is worth it. The speeds are really pretty quick. Uh, it, it's pretty addicting. So anyway, but if you want to just flip over to the to website, to verizonwireless.com, you can activate the phone through there, and you can at least play around with it for a while and see if, if it's what you want or not, and you know, then make your choice if you want to pop over and pick yourself up a chocolate or sell it on eBay. You know, That's the other option. If you don't want to keep it, pop over to eBay. So Comments here from Ryan. Ryan says, what's a crack a lacking He says, on show 58, you guys talked about how Sprint is lacking on certain levels. And, and I guess we did kind of say that, but, you know, Joey, for the most part, it was mostly Nextel, I think. The Nextel side of it is what we were, had the biggest beat. A little bit, yeah. yeah. So anyway, he said, I wanted to write and let you know that I think that uh, there is some horizon for Sprint. There are two new phones that are coming out this month, the Katana DLX and the LG Music. Ends with a Q, music. <laughs> anyway, two of which are going to be great phones. Uh, I also thought that I remember reading in the forum that Sprint may be one of the first to get the Razer 2. I think Sprint is going in the right direction with the introduction of these phones. And honestly, I have a lot going for them. Uh, one thing I think is great is that the music will have a 4 gig micro SD in a smaller version of uh, the iPhone has that much memory. Well, there's the comparison, even though it's petty. Thanks for the time. Love the show. Yeah, there you go. So I, I, 
that Sprint doing some things. I mean, you know, it's not that we're saying that they're not doing anything, but they're they're coming out with some good phones, and, and you know, you've been on their network for years. It's not like we don't like them. I I hope people don't think that. You know, <laughs> they they've got some nice pieces. They also good features and some good prices depending on what plan you're on. Yeah, but their support's taking a little hit right now, or their uh, their yeah, their support PR is definitely kind of uh, yeah. They got <sighs> they got some work to do with that, I guess. <laughs> Anyway, next one here is question from Shirley. She says, uh, I received a phone through a singular account. Um, excuse me. Let me back up on that one. A phone received with a singular account was ruined when I washed it, but the SIM card is still good. Singular tells me that only phones using all four GSM frequencies will work with their accounts. I purchased the Motorola V66 when I ruined the one that was issued with the account. Uh, it only has three of the four frequencies on it, and that doesn't even recognize that my SIM card um, has been inserted. Is that why? Well, first of all, sorry to hear that you washed your phone. That's kind of a bummer. Uh, you know, what AT&T is saying is sort of correct. And I'll, what they're saying is that they want to make sure that if you're buying a phone that's not through them, I think, it has to have all of the bands on it so that it hits the both 800 and 1900 bands that we have here in the U.S. So that's going to operate properly for them. Uh, the 900 and 1800 bands, uh, the other bands that would be in the phone, are the ones that are used in the rest of the world. So to take true advantage of the phone around the world, that's what they're saying. You'd want to have all four on it. However, I don't think that's the reason that the phone isn't working. I think it's because the V66 was originally made for T-Mobile and therefore it's probably locked to them. So unless you've had it or the prior owner had it unlocked, it won't work. What you want to do is try a service like the gsmphonesource.com website, which I've had a have had some great reviews on it in the past, um, and they may be able to do it for you. Well, I know they can. It's just a matter of if you want to pay for it. Um, also, the phone, the V66, has three frequencies on it. It has 900, 1800, and 1900 on it. So if you are in part of the country that does not have AT&T's uh, 1900 service, if they only have 850 or the 800 band where you are, it may not work. And that's something. there's something to be said for when you put a SIM card in a phone and, an, and you're in an area that doesn't have service, the, the phone will not show the name of the provider on the screen, which is something that I know a lot of people look for to see that the phone has been recognized. Um, but it could be the fact that it's locked as well. So hopefully it kind of gets you in the right direction. Um, if you have any additional questions, please let us know because we want to make sure that we get you in the right direction there. So, well, Joey, any comments on that one or anything else we want to touch on here? I just want to say congratulations on the one year of Cell Phone Junkie. One year, uh, yeah, and uh, how much show has changed, hopefully improved at least some of the technical aspects that maybe you can kind of hear in the up clip, and uh, how fun it is to talk about cell phones. Uh, glad to see the user feedback, and it's always nice to have the comments and some of the controversy, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Well, thank you very much, and. You know, it's because of people like you and, of course, Matt and Jerry and, you know, some of our guests like Dave that have that have come on that have really made this thing a success. So anyway, if you have any questions or comments, shoot us an email at thecellphonejunkie at gmail.com or give us a call at 
4116. And like I said at the beginning of the show, there is a contest going on. If you don't remember what the contest is, swing back to the beginning of the show and you can hear it. And we're giving away a pair of the Motorola S9 headphones. And following us here is a montage of the past year of the Cell Phone Junkie. So until next weekend, have a great week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hello and welcome to the Cell Phone Junkie show number one. My name is Mickey Paplon and I will be your host. I first thought I would start off the show by uh, giving you a little background about myself and uh, why I'm actually doing this show. Do parts of your body tingle when you get free cell phone minutes? Does raising your children interfere with programming your speed dial? Hello and welcome back to the Cell Phone Junkie show number two. Hello and welcome back to the Cell Phone Junkie show number three. My name is Mickey Paplon and I'm back for another round of the show. I have some great stuff to talk about and I'm going to try and structure the show a little bit different today. I'm going for kind of news reviews and cues type thing. One wireless technology that I don't think gets very much attention is Bluetooth. And in Bluetooth you've got different profiles and one called the Advanced Audio Distribution Profile, also known as A2DP, is starting to become available in many pockets. So, starting off with news, the biggest news for me and uh, with this show and the site itself is that I'm now registered. Uh, if you go to www.thecellphonejunkie.com, uh, the Cell Phone Junkie has its own domain and uh, we'll link you directly to the comments page. So that's a little bit easier for you to remember now. And uh, also, uh, we'll get you um, to where you need to be to download. Um, I've got a, uh, a buddy of mine named Eric from over at wirelessadvisor.com who is working with me to create a logo for the show. And I'm hoping by the next time that this show comes out, I'll have something um, that will show up on your iPod or Windows Media Player screen when you listen to this show uh, that will have uh, what I consider to be an appropriate logo for the show. Uh, moving on to a couple of stories, some information that came from the Engadget.com website. Uh, first was an iPod phone, and they had a reader over at that site uh, that said that one of his co-worker's friends was hired by Apple to do a photo shoot of what he called the, quote, sleekest, sexiest phone he's ever seen. And uh, talked a little bit about how it was, um, you know, supposed to have a launch date in August, and, you know, quite honestly... There's no confirmation that this phone even exists. No photos have even been released yet. So, you know, it's kind of fun to dream about it, but who knows if we're going to see an iPod phone here in the future. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Cell Phone Junkie. My name is Mickey Papillon, and I am The Cell Phone Junkie. This is show number seven. First thing I wanted to talk about real quick is I'm actually working on getting a co-host for the podcast, which is pretty exciting for me. I have had a few people that have emailed me with some interest and... Well, hello, and thank you for downloading show number nine of The Cell Phone Junkie. My name is Mickey Paplon, and I am your host for the show. I've got a real special show here planned for us today. I have a co-host. Uh, finally, after eight shows of just having me ramble on and on and listening to no one else, I have a co-host. His name is Jerry, and Jerry, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? 
Hey, Mick, I just want to say first off that it's, uh, it's most certainly is a pleasure to uh, come on the show. I've been an avid listener also, and uh, I, I, I feel for you. I know how lonely it can get, and, you know, we all need some companionship once in a while. So, um, you know, I'm glad to be here. Uh, but anyway, uh, regarding... It's really, it's, it's really kind of strange, and it's, <laughs> it's a phone for old people. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's really all, all I'm going to say about it. It's a it's a company called Emporia, and it's a phone that has really big numbers and really big writing on an amber monochrome screen. What you say, Shunny? Huh? We got a <laughs> what 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 we SMS? What is what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's interesting. I saw that and I thought it was I thought it was so. First, I wanted to just uh, have a comment here from Alan. And Alan and I'm basically was letting me know that he was a little bit disappointed from the show last Sunday, and one of the devices that we talked about was the old folks' phone. And honestly, um, I, I wanted to make a public apology. He said, uh, Alan said he wasn't looking for one, but I really wanted to thank him for bringing it up. Uh, the fact that I we we classified a specific phone uh, towards a, a certain group is uh, probably not right. And just so that everyone knows, what we say on this show are, are our opinions. And if we say something to offend you, please let us know because that's not our opinion. That's that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to get out information to everyone here and to be helpful and not to to be offensive to other people. So, I am also joined today by a co-host, and no, it's not Jerry, the co-host I had on the last show. Uh, his name is Matt. Matt, why don't you say hello and introduce yourself? Tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Hi, everybody. My name is Matt. Uh, I'm actually from the Columbus, Ohio area. And, well, basically about myself, I've been doing, I've done a couple of podcasts about wireless in the past. 12 here. This is Matt's Mobile Minute. Hey, everybody, and thanks for listening today. I'm obviously your co-host, Matt, from the Cell Phone Junkie, with your Mobile Minute. Now, ever wonder if a 911 operator knows where you are when you call 911 for your phone? The answer is I decided to kind of do some test calling, and I, it, everyone said it sounded just fine. So, But uh, just to make sure for myself, I did this. Yeah, hi, this is Mickey. I am calling from the interior of an Acura TSX, and my phone is connected over the hands-free link that is found in the newer Acura devices, which I thought was pretty neat, and I thought it was kind of a fun uh, mobile thing and uh, definitely had a lot to do with cell phones and you know, Bluetooth and built into cars and everything like that. So just wanted to do a test here, and uh, hopefully this comes out okay. So anyway, I thought we'd start it off a little bit by uh, talking here about a new device that is potentially going to be coming out here this week from Singular, and it's called the Blackjack, and specifically the model number is the Samsung i607, and I shouldn't say it's going to be coming out from Singular, but it's supposed to be announced by Singular this week. And can anyone say Q-Killer? Yep. I think uh, black is the new silver. I, I think you're right. I mean, you know, we, we had the Q come out from Verizon back in May, and then we had the T-Mobile the Dash come out here in the last month, and now Singular is going to got to be the next one to come on board. And look at this. We had the boy genius has come out with a marketing plan and looks like got leaked from someone, and it compares the blackjack and uh, all of its features. Basically, just break it down for you real quick. It's almost identical in size to the, the Motorola, Motorola Q, a little bit lighter 
uh, includes HSDPA in, on the UMTS uh, singular stuff, quad band, uh, QVGA screen, Windows Mobile 5, uh, smartphone edition, a little bit less memory, uh, and I think that actually has to do with what's usable. I think it's probably exactly the same as what the Q has. You know, all I mean, everything else that you'll see on the Q and the Dash. And in order to try and put together the best show, a lot of stories end up getting dropped. And so I came up with an idea to include uh, in each show or after each show what I want to call the dropped list, kind of like, you know, dropped calls. These are the stories that got dropped. And they've assigned 10-digit uh, phone numbers at each of these different sites where you can actually dial in. So on podlines.net, it's 510 495 6352. You call that number, and what do you hear? You hear Mickey talking to you and the latest Cell Phone Junkie podcast. Um, on, a, on a lighter note here, we've got two kind of neat things for the show. The first one is a new logo. Uh, very special thanks to uh, a good friend of mine, Melanie Day, who spent time over the last, uh, oh, probably month uh, working on putting together a really great logo. So, uh, if you are listening to this show on a Windows Mobile-based device or on a computer through or an iPod, anything that shows the album art, is the Cell Phone Junkie podcast has a call-in line, so you can call in and leave us a message, and then on the future questions and comments shows, uh, we will play your audio track, and so you can hear yourself on the air. So the phone number is, if you get your pens out here and write this down, because I know you'll just be ringing it off the hook here. Phone number is 602-903-4116. That's 602-903-4116. And I'll have that in the show notes. And a very special guest I'm very pleased to announce. We have David Sacconi on the show with us as well. How are you doing today, Dave? I'm doing very good, Mickey. Thanks for having me on. Well, you bet. Thanks for joining us here. We're uh... Well, we've got another special show today. Today we have a special guest host, Joey. Joey is a, a good friend of mine, uh, someone who I've spent countless hours with over the past, oh, what, about 10 years, Joey? It's almost been about that, yeah. Yeah, it's, it seems like it's it's been forever. Anyway, um, so Joey here is live with me at uh, my studio here in Phoenix and in from Minneapolis. Jump into the, uh, the news and all the stuff we've got here. Uh, I kind of started, decided this week I wanted to start uh, the personal uh, side of the cell phone junkie. And so I started my own blog. And you can check it out at uh, www.mickeypapillon.com. And I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to check that out. And it has really nothing to do with the cell phone junkie, but it's more just kind of the stuff about me and different things, my thoughts and feelings. And it's where I can talk about things that aren't really cell phone related so if you're interested to know a little bit more about boy this is uh this is a special day we've got uh, three co-hosts and and myself so four different people on the show here i bet we're talking about something special and uh any of you who have been following any of the news this week from the ces and MacWorld shows will know that the iphone is here that's right apple oh, did that happen yeah yeah i think oh that... oh okay <laughs> oh, you you mean the the cisco version yeah, yeah, that that voice over IP Skype phone, I think. Right, big right. news, big news, right. <laughs> big news. Yep. Different topics and stories that have come out over the last week or so. So the first thing, and probably the most important thing that I can think of that is coming out besides the iPhone, is the fact that Singular is going to be transitioning back over to AT&T starting tomorrow, Monday, January 15, 2007. And basically, here's what we've got. 
Uh, AT&T Wireless was acquired by Singular Wireless in 2004, and the AT&T Wireless brand went away. Then, uh, fast forward to the end of 2006, and AT&T announces the merger and the acquisition of Bell South. Well, Bell South was the parent company of Singular Wireless. Now that they're owned by AT&T, guess what? Singular now going back to the AT&T brand. So starting tomorrow, they're going to be rebranding the entire Singular uh, portfolio with a whole new campaign designed to basically tell the customers that Singular is now the new AT&T. Uh, so a lot of two seconds here, and uh, we'll be back after that. Meanwhile, big news in the telecom industry, Singular is changing its name to AT&T. It is a crushing blow to those of us who have come to love the Singular trademark, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> As you no doubt remember, Singular was co-owned by Bell South and SBC, which had been Southwestern Bell and Ameritech, which before that had been Illinois Bell, Wisconsin Bell, Michigan Bell, Ohio Bell, and Indiana Bell. All of those used to be AT&T. A couple years ago, Singular bought AT&T Wireless and renamed it Singular, but then SBC bought AT&T and changed its own name to AT&T. Then that new AT&T bought Bell South, changing its name to AT&T, making only logical to turn singular into AT&T and down here too. In other words, thanks to America's antitrust efforts. Well, let me uh, let me play a little quick little snippet of the audio here. So if you if you don't have a chance to pop over there, you can at least hear kind of what this story was about. Mickey Papillon is a cell phone junkie. In fact, he even runs his own website. Welcome to the Cell Phone Junkie. CellPhoneJunkie.com is a website that talks about uh, cell phones and the cell phone industry. But while he uses his cell phone all the time, he doesn't want everyone to have the phone number. So he signed up for a service called Private Phone. Private Phone is a service that will allow you to get a virtual phone number and use that phone number for whatever you want. He got a private phone phone number and gives that's how people send him questions for his podcast. Format here. I want to start off quick before we get going and just let everyone know that um, I, on the one of the previous shows, I had talked about my issues that I'd been having with my Motorola Q and just wanted to let everyone know the issues are no longer as I have... Uh, turned the queue in. I am onto the Palm Trio 700WX is the phone that I'm on now. Uh, still with Verizon, obviously, but uh, for those of you that are interested in it, I'll put a link in the show notes. That's right. You're listening to The Cell Phone Junkie. My name is Mickey Papillon, and we are up to show number 550. And it is Saturday morning. What are my priorities? What do I use my phone for? And I said, this is a voice device for me. And this is an email device for me. So in order to get what I consider to be my primary focus out of my phone, I switched to a BlackBerry. Joining me today, I've got a special guest host. It is David Sacconi from mobilitytoday.com. How are you today, Dave? I'm doing very good, Mickey. Well, it is really great to have you on the show because, you know, I'll be honest, looking back about a year ago, I started working with you on the mobilitytoday.com podcasts and uh, really got a flavor or a taste of what it is to, to do a podcast. And I truly appreciate the support and everything that you've done to help me get to this point with the Cell Phone Junkie, 52 shows later, and we're still going strong. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule today, and thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Well, I want to do... Uh... This is a test of the iPhone and the background noise uh, calling from the Apple Store on 
Friday evening. It's here. It's finally come. June 29th has come and gone. This is the Cell Phone Junkie. We are up to show number 57. I am your host. Uh, until next week, if you have any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 602-903-4116 or shoot us an email at thecellphonejunkie at gmail.com. And always, as always, pop over to thecellphonejunkie.com to see the latest news and comments that we have over there. And Joey, again, thank you very much. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. <laughs>